Hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Brian's Place. Today we have a special featured guest. Today's featured guest is a survivor, a man with a passionate heart and a true calling upon his life. He has risen against all lives. He is a husband, a published author, a graphic designer, and a catalyst through his transparency. Please get to give it up, my brother, Roland Page. How you doing? Great, doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. Uh, no problem. It's my pleasure. I've been uh, anticipating this interview, man. I, I apologize. You know, I'm, I, I'm going through uh, my episodes with lupus and all this. The chaotic things that's going around has been playing, weighing on me emotionally. So mm. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I definitely understand. And um, something that Lord has had revealed to me the other day is that sometimes God allows the craziest storms to show just how powerful his peace is, you know? Definitely. 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 And so um, you're from St. Louis and you are a, a police officer, correct? I was a police officer uh, years ago, many years ago. Uh, I joined the force in 89 and I departed uh, force in 1996. Okay, and so with that whole incident regarding um, the charges, would you mind sharing about that um, journey or just about more about that? No, I don't mind talking about it. Uh, I actually wrote the book years ago, but my statute of limitation was not up. Not that I had anything to hide, but I wanted to respect uh, the identity of some of the characters involved, you know, they have moved on their uh, living great lives and, and things. So I just did it out of respect. However, um, you know, uh, I left the department. I was convicted of federal crimes due to my affiliation. So therefore that was conspiracy uh, to distribute and manufacture drugs. Now, let me explain that because whenever you hear a police officer being convicted of drugs, you know, so many things go through your mind. You know, you think like, was he taking the drugs? Things like that. But that wasn't my case. The case was a conspiracy. And that was because my family members and friends, guys who I grew up with, and even though I was not participating, I had knowledge. And I was giving them legal advice on what to do, I guess, to avoid prosecution. But it was more so that uh, certain individuals within that conspiracy were cooperating or allegedly cooperating. And the detectives were actually telling each informant that the one was snitching on the other. This created an atmosphere for genocide because they were both out for each other. I, uh, uh, I, I knew both of them. Actually, the, uh, the mother of one of the individuals reached out to me and, you know, I brought them together. We talked it out. At that time, I didn't know that, you know, this, this was actually orchestrated. I didn't, I didn't know. I had no knowledge. I found out 
then yeah. no no respecting my position as a police officer i said look i can't get in, involved but this is what i would do for you i instructed them to go to ied i i instructed them to both get a lawyer and that's what happened now brian uh not knowing that when they went to ied they said my name this put a target on my back and they didn't do it intentionally they, you know, they, they don't know the process. They, they, they probably said like unconsciously, you know, officer Roland page detective in the fourth district said this and instructed us to do this. Well, you know, some cops feel, yeah, you're, tell, yeah, you're telling on your own, you know, and, and, and you, and you see that mentality now, especially with technology, with the phones and, and things like that. You, you see, they know what's going on on you can tell that they are uncomfortable with some of these situations but they won't step up and do the right thing yeah yeah well that's uh that's you know unfortunate you know um especially be caught up in something like that even by the people who didn't have wrong intentions but the other officers you know um heard your name and took it the wrong way you know you know i, I do want to share this with you too brian and some people might call me a fool you know in, in my previous life before that before i became if, if anybody has you know if they read my book you know i was in uh, uh i can indulged in unsavory even criminal acts as a youth teen maybe older teen. So therefore when all this, and I, and I was doing things like violating my marriage. So I want you to understand in a spiritual sense, when this happened to me, I felt God was really putting me in my place. I, I had a great lawyer. I, I had the best lawyer out of St. Louis. I, I probably could have beaten the charge, but I felt I wanted to put this behind me, learn from it, okay? So that's why I accepted the guilt. And also I wanted to, the conspiracy to stop there with me because they wanted me to tell on people within my family, people who I knew were doing certain things. And I was like, hey, look, you know, I'm going to admit what I did was wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it on the chin. Uh, basically, in, in a nutshell, giving my time, I'm going to go do my time and I'll come back and, and work myself back in society and prove myself as a good father and a husband. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. What a, what a story, you know, um, I'm reminded of, um, the process that a grape has to, um, go through, you know, a grape is great, but a grape can only do so much for as a grape in order for it to reach its highest potential. It has to be crushed, you know, that's right. And it's, right. it's part of the part of the process. Right. And, and once it's crushed, you know, it's it's you know, that's when it's nutritious for the soul and for the body. And and, and that's what I accepted. And um, I tell you what, you know, my book is like it's a real down to earth story. It's, it's, it's 
it's fused with all ingredients. You, it, it's a true love story. It's a crime fiction. It's a family drama. Mm-hmm. And it's all fused into one. But what is inspirational, what people can relate to, is that, uh, uh, you know, we all fall from grace more than once. It's, you know, how we put back, pick ourselves up and, and work ourselves back into uh, uh, the right path. And, and you know, uh, I got other stories later that's for my other books. I got a book called Skin Deep and Walking the Purple Road, which is about my uh, battle with lupus. And, you know, I always look at, the brighter side of things yeah. that you know God won't put us through anything that we can't handle mm-hmm. and, and so many I've got way more blessings than tragedies and every yeah. tragedy brought a blessing to my doorstep wow that's that's a blessing so when you are um, in regards to the book when after the indiction um was that when you started writing the book? Well, I wrote the book actually when I was in confinement. I hate to say prison, man. I, when I was in confinement and, you know, I was, that, that's just something. It's different for uh, individuals, okay, who know, because I've, I've been locked up with people who knew they did a crime and they said, look, they take the mentality, I'm a crook, I'm a criminal, and I know what I did and that's it. But see, it was kind of hard for me to swallow. Because, you know, for one, it was like a nightmare because, you know, being a, a detective, you're booking in somebody three o'clock in the afternoon and nine o'clock, the feds are booking you in, man. That's that's just like a, a ton of bricks hitting you. Yeah. So uh, not only that, I, I didn't know if I, you know, they couldn't house me in St. Louis because as a detective, you can imagine, Brian, I still had open cases. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I could possibly been locked up with somebody who I locked up. And I got a pending case. So they had to fly me out. So, you know, it was no goodbyes. Like, can I call my, at least call my wife? No. You know, because at that time, the the indictment and the search warrants were still going on. and, 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 man, it was just a nightmare, man. Wow, that's so. That's where the um, the idea for the, the forbidden fruit came from. Yeah, when you when you think about the title, forbidden fruit, that, that's basically sin. Okay. Yeah. And it, in my career as a as a young officer, it wasn't just the demise from from criminal activity. I felt some of the immoral things kind of led to to the the criminal acts and, and that's to this day i still talk to young officers and I, and i tell them look man you know you 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 or or her i don't want to just say man uh rather it's him or her you will get this god complex that you can get away with things because you got access to people identity you know and, and things like that you feel that you can get away with it it, it, it like it empowers you wearing that badge yeah. but, but you know you got to really keep it in control because when you think it's a fine line between uh, um, you know doing your job you know enforcing the law and also violating somebody 
constitutional rights. You know, some officers, yeah. they're they so passionate about solving the crime that they're committing the crime, man. And 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 I've seen it all through the career, man, I through all my career. Now, I will say this. It's, I've seen more good police officers than bad, black or white. You know, I've seen some some uh, bad white officers. I've seen some bad black officers, you know, ones who... Like it's almost like they forgot their identity, you know. Um, yeah. Um, but I've met more good officers. It's just you know the the phrase that one bad apple spoil a bunch, and 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 that's yeah. how it is, man. You know. That's so true. You know, we, we're so crazy. You see the situation now, Brian. All those four individuals, you know. Um, all those four end up well, the other three cops, you know, that's through association and that's just the way it goes because that's what happens. Like if, if, if four individuals were in a car and the, the driver or the passenger, you know, shot somebody, if they murdered somebody, those are all co-defendants. They're all association. And that's what happened to them, you know? Yeah. So, but they yeah. got to just stand up because they, you know, now it's a wake up call for law enforcement because you you really got to do the right thing. You got to really take uh, uh, pride in that badge, and that means if you got to straight up one of your own, that's what you have to do. That's the oath you took. Yeah. And what's so crazy that look if if that guy because I. I went through a certain situation when I first got on the police department and I spoke up. I, at, at first, you know, I worked at uh, a department that had maybe three uh, uh, black officers, including myself, which they didn't even know mm -hmm. by looking at me because, you know, you know, I'm biracial, I'm Hispanic, but I identify as, as a black, black man, you know, I am. I'm proud. And and uh, they didn't know that. So I used to hear certain things like using the N-word when it means identifying a black person. They wouldn't even say I came across an African-American male suspect or whatever. It would be the N-word, you know. And I used to always confront that because I was young. Uh, uh, I was very militant because I came out the military and I seen a lot of things and dealing with uh, uh, stories that my mom used to tell me. My mom's Japanese, but she used to tell me my father, he's a, a black Puerto Rican. She used to always tell me like uh, during, like uh, they came to this country during WW2. Uh, I said, my, my, both my parents are deceased, you know, and she told me stories how they made him below the deck, like he would have to stay, she could stay like on the upper deck, but he had to like stay almost in the gallows, man, and, and she, you know, no. she used to just tell me some horrific stories, man, and he told me that, but you know, my pops was a little different because he fought in a war along uh, uh, soldiers of different, you know, cultures. So he didn't want to mm -hmm. take me. He didn't want me to, to to have a hatred towards any race, which I don't. 
I don't, you know, but, but, uh, you know, just some of those things, man, uh, made me have my guards up at an early age when I went into the military and came on the police department. So when I heard people say the N word, I used to say, you know, well, what you mean by that? I wasn't rude or that. Right, I, yeah. I just, I, I inquired and they, they knew what I was getting at. And, you know, always, I'm going to tell you this, but man, the, the answer would always be the same thing. The N word is not for a race. It's just for an ignorant person. And I would always say the same thing to them. You're so, you're, you're, you're definitely right. Letting them know that, yeah, it could pertain to you. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. I met some who were just open, who asked me, you know, we can agree to disagree. You know, the, right. say, so yeah. the strangest thing, I met racists in prison, Brian, and they were more upfront than the individuals on the street, man. I kid you not. Hmm. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's trip. I guess they figured they had nothing well, to lose. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. sat and had a conversation with actually a, a high-ranking plan member, and not by choice. That you know, we we when you first get there, you work up in the kitchen, and you know, you working with a group of guys, and and our our job was to wipe off the tables, and we just sat down during the morning. I had a cup of coffee, and he sat down with me. He was an older guy. And I was looking at his tattoos, man. And, and you got to remember, I'm a former tattoo artist. So I know the meaning of different tattoos. You know, even before I went to, uh, mm -hmm. when I was on the police department, I had my tattoo shop, which is still in the downtown area, except it's run, ran by my sons. But, but the, go on, you know, I, I saw the tattoos and I asked him about it. And, you know, he gave me the honest answer. He said, you know, I did this for protection for when I went into, uh, uh, first time I went to prison. Yeah, I said, I said, that's mm -hmm. just not the only reason. He said, no, no. He said, let, you know, let me get it straight. He said, well, you know, you're black and proud. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm white and proud. He said, I get it. I don't mind if my kids go to school with your kids or if they hang out. But if my daughter, I don't want my daughter to date your son or, my son to date your daughter, he said, because I, I want to keep my heritage pure. I said, well, you know, I, I, I hear that. I don't, I don't have to respect it, but at least I, I can mm -hmm. respect, you know, what you're telling me. I said, because yeah. I don't, I, I told him, you know, I am a product of, 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 of a biracial, you know, interracial marriage. Yeah. So I said, like, for me yeah. to say that I, I, I agree with that, that'll be a lie, you know? So, yeah. So, but I said, yeah. but I do hear what you're talking about. And okay. I said, you know, you're saying you don't hate me because of my color. He said, no, not at all. He said, but it's, he said, it's some derivative of us who will hate you. He said, I don't say that I'm better than you. He said, because talking to you, Ro, and sin, he said, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, you went to college. He said, I never did. It. He said, I dropped out of high school. He said, so I'm not saying I'm hmm. better than you. He used to say, I see the way your family comes see you in the visiting room. He said, I don't have that. So he said, I'm not, I don't think I'm better than you. He said, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm proud of what I am. I said, okay, man, you know, I said, we can agree to disagree and yeah. we can just keep it moving. You know, we know we'll never be 
uh, neighbors or best friends, but you know, okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, that's interesting. So, um, you are definitely a, a survivor of that as well as, um, with you having, having lupus, how long have you, um, had it? Since 2012. So this is 2020, seven years, man, seven years. And I, I, am, I am, I'll be 56 this year. I'm 55 years old. And uh, man, you know, I think I always knew that I had it, but like some people, they live in denial and, you know, they don't want to get checked up. And I didn't really go get treated until it hit me. And when it hit me, Brian, I told tell you, man, I, I can take pain. I'm a man with a high yeah. pain tolerance. For one, I'm a tattoo artist. And if people ever see pictures of me, I have tattoos on my head and things like that. And that's because I, I, I lost my hair. And that didn't really hit me. Like, it didn't clue in. Like, something's wrong. You just lost your hair, like, in a matter of two months. So, so you know, I'm just thinking, like, hey, look, maybe it's just that, that the age you know, I yeah. always saw signs and symptoms. I just didn't really want to face like, no, you know, it didn't take me out. One day I just woke up and I, I couldn't move, man. And then when I tell you, after that day, I hurt for like 60 days straight. Even mm. with the pain medication, which I didn't really want to do because of addiction, you know, because, uh, you know, yeah, and um, I, it was wow. just something yeah. that took me down physically and mentally. But through prayer, yeah. I sat in that. Uh, my organs were failing. I sat in that hospital bed, and my wife, you know, kind of scooped next to me in the bed, and my and my my youngest son. You know, sat on the other side, and they just said, "They, you know, he's, he said, pops, I need you to fight." He had to be around hmm. twelve years old. You know, he he broke down and cried because, uh, you know, parts of my body, especially my face, was swollen up, and um, you know, I lost drastic weight. I probably was maybe like one twenty three. I'm a small guy anyway, but but. You know, I lost a lot of weight and, you know, I was shaking real bad, man. I had tremors and, um, you know, they didn't want to see their father. You know, the one they knew was in the military. They see all my awards, my medals, even from the military. And they just said, oh, my God, look at my pops. And, and, you know, they broke down. They said fight. And my wife, I just saw it in her face, you know. People got to understand when I say this is a true romance with eating the forbidden fruit. I've been with this woman since I was 16. Wow, that's that's awesome. It's like, you know, you uh, people get married and, you know, they so you vow for better, for worse, but you don't really know what worse is till worse comes. But it's awesome to have someone that's by your side, you know, through thick and thin like that. That's a real oh, blessing. It takes a a, a, a real person, I'm not going to say a man, a person to understand that you're, this person betters you. You know, I'm way better off with her. I couldn't see myself. 
It wouldn't be, you know, uh, my life wouldn't be normal without her. And we didn't have some arguments and all that, like walkouts where, you know, you pack your stuff and you get out, you know? She didn't tell me and I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, uh, um, I'll leave and after a while, she, she'll call me back and say, like, you know, hey, life ain't the same without you. And I tell her, like, hey, you know, I gave mm. you your space because that's what I want you to understand, you know? Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, how long have you been married? For 32 years. 32 years. Wow, that's major Thank congratulations. You, Thank you. Matter of fact, in July next month, it would be 33 years. Oh, wow. July what? 15th. I had July to learn 15th. that. Okay. I had to learn awesome. that. Because, you know, I, I used to forget it, Brian, <laughs> man. And, but I, I say this. With lupus, <laughs> I got short-term memory loss. And, like, that's why I kept delaying the interview. Because, like, you hear me talking to you now. You know, Brian? Like, maybe three weeks from now. You'll talk to me. You'll be like, "Hey, this ain't the same person I talked to. This is not rolling." Because you know, me and you, we we didn't have stimulating conversation uh, uh, a few times, brother. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, why I look yeah. at you like my little brother, man. You don't have to know. You don't have to know people a lifetime to know that. Hey, you, both you, both you and that person, on the same, you know, plane. You know, yeah, to have that's kindred, true. I, I definitely, definitely to have kindred yeah. hearts, and but uh, but you would have talked to me two weeks ago, man. I don't know if you saw CNN and you saw that uh, a police officer, uh, uh, African American police officer, older guy, he was retired. He got he got uh, killed trying to protect the pawn shop here in St. Louis during the the, the riots. That's, I don't say the protest. Yeah, yeah that was my captain. And yeah, man, and it tore wow. me For most part, the protest did great, man. And I was so pleased the way it was so well coordinated, you know, but you had you got people with other intentions and agendas. And that that's, I think some of those, I, it's a conspiracy with some of those too. But I, you know, that's, I'm not going to get into that yeah. right now. I tell you, yeah, man, awesome. Um, you know, it's like there's, you know, some days are smooth, some are bumpy, but the bumpy days helps you appreciate the, uh, the smooth, and the bumpy days help help develop. Definitely, definitely. When I when I'm not feeling well, my wife would pick me up. Uh, you know, after she gets off work, and uh, she's still in law enforcement, Brian. By the way, so um, she'll pick me up, take me to our business downtown uh, you know we have a, a retail shop and a tattoo shop and i go in there and i see my sons man they're they're so professional the way they their demeanor the way they carry themselves they remind me of me because i'm a people person and you know mm -hmm. i look i yeah. said to myself wow how lucky can i get that you know i left my legacy uh, something i always wanted to work with my father but unfortunately he passed before i could you know complete the military go you know uh go to college and, and uh 
he just passed and like I never had that opportunity. But now I get to see my boys, you know, function like grown men. And I feel very yeah. fortunate. Wow, that's 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 what it's about, you know, the next the next generation. That is awesome. So I was warning if there's a young couple out there who may be listening that's maybe been through hell or high water and they really need some advice or if there's a young guy who's struggling with life um what advice would you would you give them communication i I would like to tell you know the young men it was always my problem with communication and it, it, it went both ways you know you know i was always taught a man make things work you know Sometimes it may not work. And, and, you know, when it's more bad times than good times, then you got to know, hey, maybe take take a little time to see if she'll miss you or appreciate, you know, appreciate you. And, you know, you don't force it. But the communication was so important, you know, because I, I even tell my, my wife, you know, we don't have to even white lines, those little small lines, you know, like you don't, I'm not coming straight home. I got to do overtime, but really you just went to have a drink with the fellas, you know, you, you just, honesty is the best policy. And I, and I, and I live so by true. And, she, and she knows that because I tell her like, when we do get into it, I'd be like, well, Hey, you want me to lie to you? I'm telling you, you know, I'm finna go hang with the mm -hmm. fellas and, and what you want me. We got a lifetime to be together. So I'm just going to spend this time. And then she'll sit yeah. back and think like, why? So when I do tell her things, she knows she knows the truth. And, and that's the communication. And I tell her also, you're not my mom. You're my wife. And I want to feel that I can share anything yeah. with you. And that's, hey, as long as you got that open communication, it's nothing you can't work through. If you know you're at this point and you're you're boiling, hey, just say, look, I'm, I'm going to leave, cool off, and come back, and we're going to let uh, cooler heads prevail and, and talk this out. Just say, I don't want you to think I'm going out doing anything or anything like that. So... Communication and, and prayer and faith and you know, hey, you, you just gotta believe, man. This, I tell you what, I grew up. I didn't really grow up in a church, but things I encountered and the things that I've been through and always came out on the brighter side. Man, you know, you know, I contribute that to God. Who else could get me through this? Mm -hmm. And even if it's me, God gave me the knowledge to get through it. So. Right. Wow, that's pearl, definitely pearls of wisdom right there. Um, thank you. Um, so for the book, where can people go to purchase uh, the it's book? It's on Amazon. Available now. And that's how I've been encouraging people. You know, I did uh, I, I was fortunate enough to have 500 physical copies and I sold out in like two weeks. But 
you know, my publicist was telling me like, hey, try to direct them to Amazon because, you know, that helps you uh, chart the bestsellers list. So, you know, everybody, if you can go to Amazon and, you know, type in Eating the Forbidden Fruit uh, by Roland Page and it'll pop up, you know, it's, it's you can get your paperback copy. I believe it's 20, 20, 19.99. But if you're into the ebook, you can get uh, your Kindle for two ninety nine. Either or, I, I'm appreciative for whatever support. And if you could, if you read it and you enjoy it, if you could uh, leave a, a, a review, I would greatly appreciate that. I do have an author page. It's www.authorrollingpage.com. And that has contact, all my social media handle, contact info, uh, pictures of me in my uniform when I was a kid, when I first came to this country. And you can just see the, uh, I, I lay visuals to take you on a journey with my book. So remember, that's www.authorrollingpage.com. Amen. Definitely. And um, thank you. How can people get in contact with you? Uh, it's on my um, website, but also remember I'm on Facebook, Rolling Page, or Eating the Forbidden Fruit, okay. which is my author page. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay, that'd be definitely. as simple as because uh, all my Instagram and Twitter is connected to my tattoo shop. But you can also, my tattoo shop is called uh, Pearl Gallery Tattoos. If you Google it, um, you know, Pearl Gallery St. Louis, that's going to pop up. And, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to intertwine everything. So once you start researching me, like if you did want to see pictures of the tattoos I didn't did, the famous people I didn't did in the past, uh, you know, Nelly, I did all Nelly tattoos. You'll see that even with the book. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Wow. Well, definitely continue to let your light shine. And again, thank you for coming on. And remember, to the world, you may be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. Roland. And I appreciate you, Brian. Man, like this is probably one of the best interviews I didn't have, brother. Hmm. Wow. Praise God, Brian. Definitely. Thank you. And thank you guys again for tuning in. I pray that you've been blessed and um, you've been inspired in some way, shape, form, fashion. And if you desire to support this podcast or so into it, um, if you have the cash app, my cash app handle is the dollar sign, Brian Davey, which is a combination of my first and middle name, Brian David, 888. It's dollar sign, Brian Davey. 888. Or if you don't have the cash app, simply email me at David BDP, B as in boy, D as in David, P as in Peter, 35 at yahoo.com. And we can um, we can definitely assist you with that. And as always, this is BDP Brian David Porter, living in purpose, on purpose, intentionally. Until next time, you guys be blessed.